plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to the WWB Podcast. I have on a gentleman, literally one of the most talented artists and creatives in all of music. A gentleman whose character supersedes his music too. I mean, the dude just is a stand-up dude, just one of the most talented dudes on the rise. When you listen to the entrance, um, the intro of the podcast, the gentleman here that um, we're, we're interviewing, his name is Fifth. He's from the West Coast. So everybody, welcome in. Mr. Fifth. Yo, yo, what up, what up? Appreciate you for having me, man. Dude, it, it's just been an honor to to work with you. Um, I mean, you know, we, me and you come from a similar background. We're not going to get into that on this podcast. But um, in terms of just growing up in a certain type of environment, we both kind of grew up in a, you know, rough and tumble type world. Um, and in... Uh, when I got aware of your music and how good it is, um, I was like, I have to have this dude do the intro for my podcast. And it was it's so nice and how quick and efficient and professional you were. Um, kind of tell the audience, Fifth, about where you're from, where you grew up, and um, your, you know just how you got into music. Okay, yeah, for sure. So um, I'm from um, the Bay Area, so the San Francisco Bay Area in California, so Northern California. Uh, specifically from a small town called Pittsburgh. Most people don't even know there's a Pittsburgh in California, but it, it, the reason why is because it's pretty small. It's like 60,000 people, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, it's a Bay area city along with Oakland and, you know, uh, Vallejo where E40 and uh, some of your listeners might be familiar with like La Russell and stuff like that. So those are all, you know, it's all part of part of the Bay area. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I grew up. Um, I, you know, I was there basically, you know, up until age like 19, I lived in New York for a couple of years and then been back to the Bay Area and I've been, I've been back here ever since. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm from the, the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. <laughs> Bay Area. Yes, sir. So I'm on the East Coast Bay and, and I've always, to be honest, as an East Coast Bay person, I've always loved the lingo of the Bay Area folks. I've always loved the swag of the Bay Area. I've always yeah. loved the sound of the Bay Area. Kind of talk about that because there is a certain sound. Where is that really kind of like the E40-ish type bouncy type sound come from? Because it sounds like it's very unique to your area. Yeah, definitely. I mean, E40, I think, is a very good example of the uniqueness that is the Bay Area, especially when it comes to music. Like, you know, a lot of, especially when you get to rap, like a lot of people kind of sound similar. I think nobody would ever say E40 sounds like anybody. I mean, even the way that he talks and just, you know, the way he approaches the beats and everything like that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of pioneers of kind of like the Bay Area sound, and it's kind of evolved. It's gone through a lot of changes, you know, maybe back in like maybe 20 years ago, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was the high movement, you know, that was their really famous song from E-40 and Keep the Sneak, 
mm-hmm. uh, called Tell Me When to Go. Yeah, that Tell Me When to like, Go. Oh. Yeah, that was like a big, big song and stuff like that. And then, you know, uh, prior to that, you had Mac Dre, um, you know, Too Short, uh, spent a lot of his, you know, like adolescence or whatever, I think his old adolescence uh, in East Oakland. And so, you know, yeah, you got some, I'm trying to think of who, who the other, um, like people that, that will be really well known outside of the Bay. But anyway, there's a lot that have kind of created the sound. And now it's kind of, you know, it's kind of morphed into something a little bit different. I mentioned LaRussell earlier, you know, out of, out of Vallejo. He's, he's really putting the Bay area on the map right now. Um, Simba is another, another artist, um, out of another small town in the Bay area. He was on a space jam soundtrack and, mm-hmm. You know, got a, got got quite a few, you know, up and coming. Myself also, you know, I like to yeah. throw myself in there. Hell yeah. I'm about to drop my project pretty soon. And definitely been influenced by, by a lot of Bay Area artists, but also a lot of East Coast artists. You know, my favorite rapper is Jay-Z. Okay, so yeah. So my sound is kind of, you know, takes take from a lot of different places. Talk Nip about that lingo. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. lingo, because y'all lingo is like different, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where does that come from? Like, does like how, is it like something about the Bay where they got to figure out always something more crazier, to, like more like wilder, like uh, slang? Like, where do y'all get y'all lingo from? Like, how does it evolve? Yeah, so to be honest, I don't know. I, I would imagine it's kind of similar, like to, to like most places, right? You just like some it comes from somewhere, and then it just kind of catches on, and then people just start you know start saying it. I mean, there's like. Um, I'm trying to think of like some Bay Area like specifics of like Scraper. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, that's a little older, but a Scraper is a, is a Buick LeSabre. Oh, wow. It's a Buick LeSabre. So yeah, put, put some 20s on the Scraper, you know, and then that was kind of like the big popular cool car uh, like when I was in high school and stuff. Um, it Slaps, that definitely came from the Bay Area. It Slaps? That's, that came from, for real? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, that, it's crazy because I actually just put on my story recently because people use slaps for all kinds of stuff, like the food slaps or whatever, right? But like, really, the way that it, that the way that it's originally used, it's only slaps is only for music, really. Oh, so like, it, you know, saying anything else slaps that that's when it, it took on a different life in other places. But in the Bay Area, I don't think you'll ever hear anything slap unless it's music, you know. So oh wow, so just yeah, different different things like that. There's a bunch, man. I, if I if I like sat down and thought about like, especially all the stuff at E40. You know uh, the guap. I think I think E forty coined that term guap for mm-hmm. for money. Um, you know, uh, yeah, all, all kind of things. I can't even I can't yeah, even yeah. think of it all. But it's, what if, it's all right? So, many, so what is the word so for you if you fly? If you're in the Bay Area and like somebody real fly, like they looking like like they got the the gear is tight. Like what do they what do they say for that? Uh, what do they? What do they say now? <laughs> you can say, it doesn't have to matter now. It could be any time. I'm trying to think, bro. Let me see. Uh, uh, they, I mean, they used to just say like fitted. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm really trying to think of like what they say specific mm-hmm. to here. Because um, drip definitely doesn't. I don't think that comes from here. I don't know, bro. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come back to that one. <laughs> All good. One. All good. Okay. Yeah. So when I originally and we had sent a text message back and forth, we talked about how I really thought you were a 49ers fan. I have this assumption that everybody that lives in the Bay is a 49ers fan, but you're actually <laughs> okay. an Oakland Raiders fan. Kind of talk yeah. to us about you know your Raiders fandom and and uh, if there is a rivalry with the 49ers and how you became a Raiders fan versus the 49ers. Yeah. So I mean. 
I can't speak for the entire Bay, but but in my experience, um, a lot of times it kind of so the the, the Raiders is so the Forty Nine ers in San Francisco, right? So yeah. basically, anybody from San Francisco, it's almost a given they're right there a Forty Nine ers fan. Yeah, and basically anybody on the other side of the bridge, which basically includes everything but San Francisco, like the other side of the Bay Bridge. Is, is, you know, a lot of them are going to be Raiders fans. So um, it's kind of the underdog a little bit, although, you know, there we have some Super Bowls in our in our past and stuff like that, but, um, you know, like way back in the day. But, yeah, you know, I think I really became a Raiders fan because my dad, my dad's from, well, my dad's actually born in San Francisco, but he was raised in Oakland, so mm-hmm. he kind of, you know, he took to the Oakland team, so he was, a, he was an Oakland Raiders fan. And I think just based off the strength of that, I became a Raiders fan. And I, you know, that that's when, since I was a really little kid, once I started paying attention, that's who I would always root for. Um, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they're now the Las Vegas Raiders. But you know, how do you feel about that? How how did Oakland feel? Yeah. I was I was furious as a as a Baltimore Ravens yeah. fan. Um, it being a re- relatively smaller city, almost seven hundred thousand people, I hate yeah. to see big cities steal teams. How did that really go down as a lifelong Raiders fan? How did the city feel? How did people feel? Yeah, I, you know, I think most of us were weren't happy about it, but at the same time, like Oakland was just messing up, or I guess it's technically the city of Alameda, but you know, they just couldn't get it together. So it was, it, you know, we just blamed the management. We just, I think, for the most part. We understand it's just, it's just you know bad business. They can't get the deal done or whatever, right? And Las Vegas was just was just more appealing, right? So we understand it's a business and everything, but yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, it's definitely like something that's missed, right? Like like having the Raiders be here in the Bay Area is like definitely something that that we miss and we kind of lament, you know, not happy about it. But it is what it is. People still going to games in Vegas. I, I'll probably end up in one. Uh, maybe not this year, but next year. So, you know, we, we still rock with them. It's, you know, we understand it happens, right? Like, I mean, the Raiders went to L.A. for a while. They were in L.A. for a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, you know, came back to Oakland. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I don't I don't expect us to ever get them back. I think now that it's in Vegas, that's just, and that stadium is just crazy out there. So, like, I, I can't see that really changing. Vegas has been hungry for, you know, a kind of a major sports team, I think, for a while. So, you know, they, they got one now, so it is what it is. Yeah, is it? A, I heard it's like a six-hour drive to Vegas. Is that true? Uh, from from the Bay? Well, so you might be thinking about L.A. So oh, from okay. L.A., it's like, I think it's like five or six, but in the, the Bay area, the Bay is like six hours from L.A., so it's, you know, it's far from there, too. And so from here, let me see. I, I mean, I've definitely flown. I think doing the drive is like, don't quote me, something like 10 hours. It's like a 10-hour drive. So, yeah, it's, it's harder because Vegas is in, in the southern part of Nevada, closer to L.A., you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's a drive. Oh, that basically. makes sense. I get it. Man. Yeah. Well, we do have some history. It's Ravens fans versus the the uh, the Raiders, uh, Rich Gannon. Um, he uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 has some history there, sir. <laughs> Definitely. But I'm yo, not a Ravens hater, though. I'm, I'm actually a, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I hope he gets his bag. He will, him, you know. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah, bro, I never was. I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you a deep, dark secret. I would. I'm gonna say it on this podcast. I'm gonna be honest. I low yeah. key back in the day. I, I've always been a Ravens fan, no matter what. I don't care. Like that's that's not my number one team. 
but because of the colors of the Raiders, like the silver and black, and the um, I had a Raiders starter jacket back in the day with the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. I had a Flintstones Raiders starter jacket, and okay. then um, I used to always use them on Madden and NFL, uh, like uh, NFL, like game day and all those other games. So. Yeah. I love the Raiders. Like you guys had some great running backs back in the early two thousands. Like, um, like um, it, it, I low key respect. I have always respected the Raiders for some reason. It's something about just your design and your logo. Maybe that's something about it. I don't know. Yeah, and the colors. I think you know that that black and silver yeah. is just kind of it's just kind of iconic. You know, all over the world. Um, you know, in, in as much as football is, is known mm-hmm. around the world. I think a lot of people gravitate to that, to, you know, to the Raiders probably because of the colors and, you know, there's a lot of things that made it famous. Um, you know, NWA, you know, they were, mm-hmm. when they came out, they were all wearing, always wearing Raiders gear and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it's understandable. It's definitely one of the most popular franchises around the world. So yeah. I get it. It's hard not to be fly wearing something with the Raiders on it. It's really hard not to be fly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about your music, man. Um, how long yeah. have you been doing it, man? Um, kind of talk about like your, your, your first foray. Cause I, I have your album, um, the album that I'm going to pull it up right now on my phone. I bought the whole album. You got to support indie mm-hmm. artists, man. I can't stand people that tell me, oh, you know, rap is not where it needs to be and blah, blah, blah. But they don't support the yeah. artist. The album that I have from you is a one years old. Um, I bought every single yeah. song out, without a question. Extremely well done. Um, mm-hmm. On My Way is one of my favorite songs. Cost of Doing Business is awesome. Chase, I mean, Chasing Dreams is great. Um, but on my way, I love that song. Talk about your um, your foray into music and um, your new upcoming project, man. You, you said talk about my my what into music? Your foray into music as you got into it, like um, you know, kind of what where, where where do you stake? What are you trying to? What what type of statement are you trying to make with your music? You know, I think the the, the message behind my music um, it, it's it's evolving slightly. Um, and I think, you know, it was inspired by the background that you kind of referenced earlier, you know, coming from that, that strict religious background and then, you know, kind of uh, leaving that, that group and kind of being ostracized um, and cut off from the family and, you know, friends and all that kind of stuff. So I think just my life has really informed my music, to yeah. be honest. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, the resilience and the, um, the drive to not give up and to you know, uh, face adversity head on and to really just depend on yourself, you know, really get to that point where you're not dependent on other people. And, you know, I think even that has this kind of pros and cons because I think just as naturally, like as humans, we, we do need one another, you know, but there is, there is also something to be said about saying like, you know what, I, I, I made it here on my own and I, you know, I'm, I'm standing on my own too. Uh, even though, you know, people who were supposed to be here with me are, are not here with me anymore just because, you know, they've, they've decided that, uh, you know, that my, it's not worth having a relationship with me or because of their religious beliefs or whatever it is, you know? So I think that was really the thrust of the first project. Um, now, because I'm a little bit farther removed from, from those events, um, you know, now I think I'm just generally talking about, uh, believing in yourself, you know, um, chasing your dreams and going after, you know, whatever it is that you want in life. Um, also, I think another thing I kind of, as I've reflected over these last couple of years since releasing that project and going into this one is like, 
you know, the media, social media and everything, like you can't just believe or be swayed by everything that you, everything that you see. You know, a lot of it is propaganda. A lot of it is just an image that people are trying to portray. You never know what people are dealing with at the end of the day. You know, you, you might be looking at, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You're like, man, that person's life is perfect, man. Nobody's life is perfect. (laughs) And that's something that I've really come to, you know, that's something that I'm really trying to preach to. Like, you know, your, your life is valuable because it's, it's yours. You know, it, 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 you don't have to compare it. You shouldn't compare it with anybody else's. You know, you never know what people are dealing with or prices that people are paying to live whatever lifestyle that you're in. You know, it may, when, when you find that out, it may not be worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all kind of the types of things that I'm, that I'm talking about, you know, going against the odds and, um, and also, you know, I also pride myself on, on talking about that as opposed to some of the negative stuff that I think kind of permeates, um, that's, that's prevalent in, in, in rap music, unfortunately, you know, yeah. right now, like, I think, I think we can definitely use something that's a little bit different, a little bit more, a little bit more positive, yeah. you know, a little bit more about growth. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be part of the voice that's filling that voice. Yeah. And that's what I love about your music. It, it's truly relatable. And, you know, I, I, I'm a hip hop head too. You know, I love, I just love, I just love the sport of hip hop, you know, and, yeah. um, we're, we're, you know, not everybody's going to have a Bentley. Not everybody has 20 women and all this money. And again, we've gotten mm-hmm. so far away with the commercialization of hip hop to so many other things. And, and with, when I listen to your music, I feel what you feel and what you're talking about and I can relate to it. And that allows to really get the depth of your music and to really vibe with it because, you know, there is a shared um, experience there as well. Another thing that people may not know about you is, aren't you multilingual? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I speak Spanish and Portuguese. My, um, my day job that I'm still doing to a, to a degree um, as I'm, you know, kind of trans- trying to transition full-time into music is um, I work as a Spanish interpreter, believe it or not. So, <laughs> you know, I don't look like, uh, your average Spanish interpreter, but that's, that's what I've been doing for about 10, 12 years. So, um, and sometimes I interpret in Portuguese, but, but, but a lot less, I, I don't use my Portuguese as much, but I'm, but I'm still fluent in it. Wow. I mean, see, we got, yeah. man, we got brothers out here that are multilingual. Have you ever yeah. considered doing a, uh, like a, a Spanish, like a full straight up Spanish song or straight up Portuguese song? Yeah, you know, I've I've thought about that, and a lot of people have suggested it because um, Spanish, you know, songs done in Spanish sometimes they they're the biggest songs in the world because there's so many countries that Spanish is the, is the predominant language. Unlike even like English or or anything else, like I think there's like 20 Spanish speaking countries. Mm-hmm. You know, b- besides all of the Spanish speakers in other countries throughout the world, including the U.S., for example, right? So. Yeah, it's definitely something that I would consider. I, I don't know if I'm like a poet on the same level in Spanish. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I definitely speak it, but um, there's there's a certain, you know, there there's nuances and stuff like that that you know I have to make sure it doesn't sound corny. You know, make uh, sure like it, yeah. it sounds cool in Spanish. You know, um, and that it it has that poetic quality, which I think is like another level of language that I just haven't practiced to be honest. You yeah. Know? So, um, but yeah, they, I'm, I'm definitely open to the idea, you know, yeah. I'm down for it. I think I have tried it before. Like 
kind of messed around with it, but I think I just got cold feet and said, like, let me just stick with what I, what I know I do well, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear because whenever you hear, yeah. you know, people add a little flavor to that because you'd be one of the very few, you know, American-based rappers that could have that flexibility going from Portuguese to Spanish, and maybe there is some crossover yeah. appeal there as well. Um, talk to yeah. me a little bit as we round third base here. Who are some of the people that on your list of it has to happen in your life? You're, and it will happen because you're <laughs> extremely talented, great writer, love your movement, love your merch too it's fly as hell mm -hmm. definitely need to buy some talk to me a little bit about who you would like to collab with uh so i've actually collabed on this next album um i have collabs with some of my some of my biggest uh two two artists that i really wanted to collab with simbo who i mentioned earlier oh, oh are you um, serious yeah, I have a I have a song. We got a video. I'm just, just wow. waiting to drop it. But yeah, that's on the next project. Wow, that's big. So, that's massive, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> I've been working. I've been working. So I got a song with him, and it's no, and um on the same song I got Rex Life Raj. Mm -hmm. Rex Life Raj is, is also um he he's pretty he's big here in the Bay Area, and he's he's been doing a tour like at least I think all over the country. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think the two of them being the, the two like two of the biggest air, artists in the Bay Area. They don't have any other songs together besides the one they have with me, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you so, know um, Righteous Reg? Righteous Reg. Nah, that doesn't he's from the Bay Area. Where is he from? He's from the oh, area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Bay. Um, he's like in the, I like pro wrestling, so he's kind of like in that pro wrestling world, but he makes a lot of cool music. A lot of rappers mm -hmm. um, do a lot of, you know, some of the entr you know some of the entrance music for wrestlers, a lot of them. So that might be another thing for you as well. But yeah, so, so go ahead yeah. with the other people that you want to collab with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I mentioned earlier, La Russell. I don't have a song with him, um, but um, but you, we kind of you know run in similar. So we have a lot of mutual you know people that we deal with or that we know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I you know I think that's definitely something that could happen. Um, and let's see, like, uh, oh, um, like Ab Soul. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you heard his project New album? recently, but yeah, he came back. He's back. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guy has probably the best pin maybe I've ever heard. Like it's really his metaphors. He's very deep. Entendres, yeah, it's just just crazy, you know. And and you know anyone from that camp, you know, even Reason and uh, obviously like Kendrick, J Cole, you mm -hmm. know, I could go on on and on. But you know, people that are kind of on that type of hype, like I really like lyrics. Yeah, and I know nowadays lyrics is not necessarily the most important thing you know i think for a lot of people to listen to music is more just the vibe and everything which is cool too i like a lot of different types of music but the type of music that i like to make is very focused on what you're actually saying you know what yeah. i'm saying and like not just having a message but also just being very creative and just being an artist you know painting a picture and and saying cool shit you know like all of that kind of stuff that's that's kind of what i'm into so yeah i, I would love to collab with uh with, with any of these guys I love it. I love it. And as we finish up here, kind of talk about your inspiration for the, the you know, our intro, because a lot of people, I mean, you talk about a, quite a few things in the podcast. And again, I was so surprised about the way that you were able to weave the conceptual things that I gave you and do that. Talk about the process of creating that. And, um, you know, like that whole process. I'm just so curious about that. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was a little bit of a unique experience for me, because I think I, I told you before we uh, kind of went live that um, I've done, I have done uh, another podcast and stuff like that. So, you know, it's different than my normal creative process where I'm just kind of, you know, just kind of vibing, listening to a beat, just saying whatever comes to my mind. 
you know, I wanted to within the, the thirty seconds or whatever of the of the podcast of the podcast intro, I wanted to hit whatever kind of subject that you wanted, you know, that, that you wanted the, the podcast to kind of be about mm-hmm. and things that are important to you. So yeah, I, I sat with uh, you know, I asked you for you know, we talked about like who your sports teams were and um, you know, kind of some, the general concept of the uh, of the podcast. And I just sat with there for a while. You know, I threw on a, a beat that I um, I got a beat from DJ Kane. I'm not sure if you, you heard of uh, him. He's he's produced for some some uh, big names. Um, I can't remember the songs off the top of my head, but uh, he has like a nice catalog. Yeah, and I've actually got a couple of uh, beats from him mm-hmm. uh, that he made custom. So. So the beat that was used, that was a custom uh, beat that he made for me. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I was just, I just, I just vibe. I came up with some, you know, ideas. And my process basically is I drive around listening to the beat. Uh-huh. And then I just recite it over and over. And I'm like, okay, no, that's cool. Oh, no, that's not, that's not cool. I'm going to replace that with whatever. And then, you know, eventually I come out with a song. And then that's basically, that's how I did this one as well. So it was a fun process. I actually... You know, I was, it challenged myself. So I had to do it within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it came out cool. Oh, I mean, no question about it. World-class, top-shelf uh, work, uh-huh. no question about it. So so now, mm-hmm. um, Fifth, where can people who want to do maybe a podcast intro, who maybe want to work with you, collab with you, think you're so talented, where can they find your work and how can they reach you? Well, yeah, so I'm on IG. That's probably what I'm on the most. Um, my uh, the handle on IG is, Official the fifth, all regular spelling. Official T A T F I F T H. That's probably the best way to contact me. Um, I'm pretty responsive, you know, to my DMs, especially you know dealing with business. Uh, so you can definitely reach me there. Uh, that's probably the best way. Love it, man. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. I know that you are quite a busy gentleman, but you beheld, you gave us such a wonderful gift of this intro and just knowing the man you are behind the scenes, the character that you have, what you stand for, the quality of music that you do, how you take the craft seriously. It's not a game. It is literally in a work of art. And it's just, we have to elevate, you know, these voices and the amount of talent that you have. So again, I thank you so much for coming on, dude. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you for having me and, and looking forward to coming back on again. Hell yeah. We're going to talk some playoff stuff. So, folks, you you heard the man again. Follow Fifth and Fifth. Give him one more place. Tell him one more time where they can find you again to, to, to support. Yeah, you can find me on, on Instagram um, at official, T-H-E-F-I-F-T-H, official the Fifth. Found sounds good, guys. So thanks for coming on the WWB podcast. We're going to continue to elevate dope voices, bring in interesting, unique characters like Fifth, and just do the best we can to produce great content. So thanks for coming on, and we are out.